Today's podcast is brought to you by MarketScale. I'm Neka Faison. Thanks for joining us for this interview that is sure to get you both hungry and inspired. We are talking to Kevin Martin, the sous chef at Lucia in Dallas. So Kevin, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you came from, and exactly how you ended up cooking Italian food in Dallas. Uh, Sure. Um, So I was born in Ohio, and I moved to Arkansas when I was fairly young, like five or six, um, moved there to the Walmart home office. Um, my parents both worked for Walmart at one point or another as I was growing up. So that's where, um, we moved for a job, a job basically. And so, um, I was really interested in music growing up a lot. Like I was in band, I was in jazz band and eventually it just never really felt like something I thought I was going to do in the future. And one thing I'd always done was cooking. I cooked around the house while both my parents worked and, it just felt like something I would really like to do. And so I eventually joined a culinary competition when I was in high school. We did well. And so I thought, hey, this is something I could do. Looked around for a college where I could learn from. In Arkansas, it wasn't really the best options to go to culinary school there. So I figured I'd look out of state and it was a choice between Dallas or Kansas. And Dallas seemed a lot more fun than going to Kansas to me, <laughs> a, a way better okay. food scene overall. So I moved to Dallas to start my culinary adventures. I wasn't 100% sure what I was getting into, really. I just kind of felt like a gut instinct of what I wanted to do. And the more I got into it and I got into restaurants pretty early, like I was already working at my first restaurant when I was uh, 19. <laughs> And I um, just eventually moved from place to place for the first couple years until I landed the job at Lucia. I was working at the Dallas Country Club off of Preston and Mockingbird for a couple years with a friend. He ended up leaving to go to Lucia before me and kept telling me all these great stories about it. Amazing food. The camaraderie there was insane. So... Eventually, I left the country club and went to work at Lucia, and I've been there for almost five years now, ever since. So it sounds like you don't have any formal training. It began kind of as one of your household chores. Yeah, it was just like, hey, I need to cook for the ha- for the family. <laughs> I'm just making things that my mom and dad taught me growing up. And so I knew that I didn't really have much training, so I needed to go to culinary school to get some sort of idea of food because... Um, traditional like home cooking isn't always uh, directly translated to what we do in the industry now. Like it was the difference between like a simple example would be like um, crock pot green beans. That was something my mom would always make around holidays, like the cooked overnight, pretty much like mush green beans. And the first (laughs) time I cooked actual green beans in culinary school, they were like bright green, had texture. I was like, these are these are raw still. Like, what is this? Like, I've been I've been eating the raw kind of green beans. Yeah, so it was just like something I felt I really needed to do to catch up and actually be something significant and contribute in the industry. And right. luckily, I just met the right people and ended up in some really good places along the way. Yeah, it sounds like it. So how do you, when you're in a restaurant, 
like a Lucia or wherever the places you came from before, how do you say, you know, Ooh, Ooh, I, I can cook that. I want to try that. I mean, how do you kind of stand out in that environment? Um, I think the hardest thing for, um, most younger cooks is, um, over ambitious can be a negative sometimes. Like everyone just wants to like, I want to be the best. I want to be cooking. I want to be doing all these neat things, but it starts with core fundamentals and core techniques that if you don't read, if you don't read your books, like in culinary school, or if you don't have good fundamental knowledge, that's where all good cooking comes from is strong technique and strong fundamental knowledge. And that's not just of Italian cuisine. That's of French cuisine. It's of the more knowledge you have, the more you can grow and understand food before you even make it. The good qualities of chefs is that they have so much experience and knowledge behind them that when they're even just thinking of a dish in your head, you can already know what it tastes like, what it's going to come together as. It may look a little different on the plate than what you had in your mind, but eventually over time, like all that knowledge and repetition really builds almost a mental library of what you're going to do before you actually do it. Wow, that's good advice because um, I was struck looking at the menu and thinking, okay, Dallas is a long way from Italy. It's a long right. way from the ocean. And you have some scallops on the menu. I saw someone posted a picture once of sea urchin at, um, mm -hmm. and risotto, the gnocchi, rivaling gnocchi they had tried in Italy. So how are you able to source materials both from the ocean and from Italy or the, the certain spices that you're supposed to use? It sounds like you, you all you need is the technique and then somehow you have to get the ingredients. So it's partly two things. Um, one, um, when you look at our restaurant here in Dallas, Lucia, um, we try to, we're not traditional like super strict traditional Italian, I'd say. We um, we take a lot of um, Italian methods and techniques, but we also apply them to um, what we have locally around here. So that's part of how you get around it is you, um, you we do have certain things, like we use carnaroli rice, or I'm sorry, our arborio rice for um, our risotto. It's a rice that has mm -hmm. a higher starch content, um, that makes the risotto super creamy. We use um, certain spices from um, companies like Regalis, which is um, a New York-based company that just opened a smaller um, sub-company here in Dallas that um, can get us more higher quality out-of-state products. Like there are people who bring in your black truffles, your white truffles, your foie gras, um, really high quality ingredients that you might see in Italian food, but on the day-to-day -day ingredients, we just use the um, local farmers. Like we try to find as many local wow. far farmers here who are growing really, really great produce and um, take what they have and just apply it to Italian tr techniques and Italian traditions. Like um, right. For certain things, like certain spices, yes, we will get them like Italian spices, but overall, we use um, spices that you can get every day. We get it from companies like Chef's Produce, from Beyond Gourmet. These are all companies that everyone else uses. It's just using them in the right way and in the right techniques.
Okay. So now that we're talking about food and all of the things that you source, I'm getting hungry. So tell me about some of your favorite meals, maybe some that you just enjoy eating and then the meals you just really like to cook. Um, some meals I really enjoy eating are actually pasta. Like I am a huge carb person. I could eat carbs for days. Oh, I'm um, with you. Bread, pasta. Yeah. So that's partly why I really like where, where I work as well, because um, just making and learning about all the different shapes and styles of pasta and being able to eat them every day are a pretty amazing thing to be a part of. Um, but for meals um, that I'd like to go out to eat for, or um, I just recently went to Chicago a while ago, and there's a restaurant called Elsk. Um, it's a newer... Um, higher end fine dining restaurant it just got a michelin star um they do a lot of food where um it involves both kitchen and front of the house bringing the food to you and explaining the food to you as you go through your meal and that's something where it's not just the food um, but it's also the atmosphere and the experience of it that i really enjoy when i go out to eat um because it's not always about the food when you go out. I know it's right. a weird thing to say, but um, sometimes the atmosphere and the ambiance and actually being able to like sit and meet and talk with the people who make your food is a pretty amazing experience that is pretty rare to find. And not everyone's always looking for that um, anyway, but I think it's something that is really valuable, especially for other cooks in the industry to be able to have that type of experience. It's pretty rare to find, and it's definitely rare to find in Dallas. It's something that, like, um, we have uh, four bar seats at our restaurant where people can come up, uh, no reservations. And a lot of the times we'll see other cooks from other restaurants in Dallas, and they'll come in, they'll eat, they'll get to see people eating at the bar and um, you can actually see people making your food at our bar. So you can interact and talk with our cooks and get to know a little bit more about what's being made in front of you. Yeah. So it's not just the, it's not just the food, it's the ambiance and your restaurants described as very cozy, but as you mentioned, it's got those four seats on the bar and I think 36 seats total if you count those. So right, uh, it's a it's very in- tight place. <laughs> Yeah, it's very tight, quaint, uh, makes you feel like you're really in Italy. But now that we're talking about the number of seats that you have, how do you get in? Any tips? Um, we have just moved from, um, it used to be at the beginning of the month, um, you would call for the next month of reservations. So I know that's pretty mind-boggling for most people of like, hey, why can't we just get a seat? But it's because we are so small. Um, but now we've moved to an online um, reservation system called Resi. Um, so now you can go online and it'll show you from 60 days out from the current date any and all available seats. Now, if um, it's more last minute, hey, let's go get out, get some pasta tonight. I would suggest coming either at 530 or 730 or 930. Those are like the three okay. peak times. Um for our bar or patio seating, depending on if the weather is actually nice enough to eat outside. Um, But those seats are usually available between those three times because those are the times that people are either first getting to the restaurant, people are leaving the restaurant, or if you're a 
you're not um, so worried about eating a little bit later at night between 9.30 and 10 is usually a good time to come to. It'll be the end of the night where we'll have a little bit more open availability for seating. Okay. All right. That's Those are some good tips. I also read come during the week. Yes. Uh, we're that open. That was a good idea. We're open through Tuesday through Saturday. Fridays and Saturdays are usually our busier of the nights. Right. But um, also Tuesday through Thursday, we are pretty close to as busy as we are on Friday and Saturday. Our reservations do book out up to 60 days in advance. So every day we are fully booked usually. But there's always last minute cancellations. There's always um the bar seats like i said that are available so there's usually always something available it's just checking and seeing and getting yourself on the availability wait list um on the online reservation app as well okay good to know good to know i'm writing this all down um all right so for the food scene in general you mentioned you know you've been in dallas for a while you recently traveled to chicago are you noticing any trends in the food industry in dallas or maybe countrywide at all um food trends definitely um a lot of like old world world uh preservation techniques like fermentation making sourdoughs a lot of where uh cold refrigeration wasn't as readily available so charcuterie all of these things are coming back. It's not like they were ever really gone there, but they're coming back and they're being applied with newer techniques and they're being, I wouldn't say so much fusion, but it's, they're being um, mashed together with other techniques to bring out some new and interesting ideas in food. Um, bread bakery, definitely like everyone trying to make as much things in house as possible has mm -hmm. become a really big trend. This is nationwide you're talking or just in Dallas? Oh, I would say nationwide, but okay. a lot of these are specifically in Dallas too. Well, another trend that you mentioned earlier that I didn't even touch on was you mentioned getting things from local farms. So the yeah. sustainability, not having to, you know, drive ingredients and produce too far. Therefore, it's better for the environment. Right. Uh, that, uh, yes, that is a hundred percent, um, big sustainability, like both in produce and, um, fish, uh, seafood sustainability has become a really big thing in most restaurants. Um, finding like bycatches, which are like different fish that have been caught and, and, um, like say someone's fishing for cod and they get a big old net full of 50 pounds of cod and they'll get eight to 10 of these random other fish. And they'll sell those as bycatch because these are fish that are growing naturally, but they're not or feeding and being habit in a habitat naturally, but they're not what the people were looking for. These bycatch are being sold to restaurants because some smaller restaurants don't serve a whole lot of seafood. They're not like a specific seafood restaurant. So oh, eight, okay. eight to eight to ten fish can be 20, 30 pounds worth of fish, and that's enough for a restaurant to serve it for five or six days, um, which to some people, five or six days worth of fish isn't really a lot for a restaurant. But in our restaurant and another restaurant locally here is FT33, and there's many around the country that this is another evolving trend is menus that are changing more and more frequently. Um, that is because of both season seasonality, um, the um, sustainability, all of that kind of circles around to where the restaurants are trying to 
work with the farmers. They're working with the fishermen. They're working with as many people as they can to say, hey, this is what we have. We don't want to waste it. We don't want to lose anything. How can we use this? How can we um, continue to help each other to where everybody um, is selling as much of their stuff as possible and nothing's having to get lost? There's no um, waste because that's a big thing in the restaurant industry as well as trying to minimize waste. I believe it was Within the past two years, they said that uh, waste had gotten up to as high as like 40% in most restaurants, which was an insanely high number compared to what it is now, but it's still not anywhere close where we'd like it to be. Well, it's great that there's something being done, and hopefully things will get better as, as time goes on. Well, my last question for you, Kevin, if I come in to Lucia, is there one thing I just have to order? You know, people are going to ask me, did you have the... Hmm. I'm going to have to go with our salumi board. It's something that um, we've done since day one. It'll be on the menu every day. Um, It'll have different um, charcuteries and salamis on it, but every day it will be on the menu, and it's something that we really take pride in. Um, We bring in a pig one to two weeks. uh, Every one to two weeks, we break it down completely, we cure it, we salt it, we make our different cuts from whole mussels and um, fermented sausages for later. And it's just something that every cook has put its, his hands on. The chef has taught each of our cooks how to break down a pig. It's something that we all take a lot of pride in and what we do because it does take a lot of work and it does take a lot of time and effort and poking and prodding and checking it constantly. But it's something that I think is one of our one things that sets us apart to most restaurants in Dallas is we have a really strong um, charcuterie program. Oh, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, Kevin. Kevin Martin, the sous chef at Lucia in Dallas, the Arkansas boy in Dallas cooking Italian food. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to this interview with Kevin Martin, sous chef of Lucia in Dallas. This interview was brought to you by MarketScale. We'll see you later.